This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. USDA details plans to cut ERS. FAO downplaying ag tech. FDA pledges new ag water rule. And bonus year for some in CSP. Nebraska farmers need hay. Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts says damages to his state from the devastating flooding exceeds $1 billion. State officials estimate $449 million in damages to roads and infrastructure, $440 million in crop losses, and $400 million in livestock losses. Nebraska Agriculture Director Steve Wellman says the top request from farmers continues to be feed for livestock, followed by fencing supplies. Earlier this week, the National Guard had to deliver round bales of hay with a Chinook helicopter to stranded livestock just northwest of Omaha. Some 79 of 93 counties have now requested disaster declarations. The National Weather Service forecast spring flooding could be worse than the historic floods of 1993 and 2011. Nutrition, drought research on ERS chopping block. USDA has released explanatory statements for President Donald Trump's fiscal 2020 budget request that provided some insight into the department's plans to slash staffing and programs at the Economic Research Service. Slated for elimination, tracking of international food security and research on nutrition assistance programs, drought resilience, local and regional markets, and beginning farmers. The agency staff would shrink from 330 to 160. USDA's annual survey of domestic food insecurity would be continued, as well as consumer food price forecasts and food availability reports. ERS would also maintain its commodity outlooks and other farm production reports. Now keep in mind, Congress didn't go along with cutting ERS in fiscal year 19, and the opposition both to those reductions and to relocating the agency out of D.C. will be even more intense this year with Democrats in charge of the House. Expect critics to use the FY20 budget document to double down on their claims that the relocation of ERS is ideologically driven. Looking ahead, House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee is scheduled a hearing for it next Wednesday on the plan to relocate ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Now take note. A separate budget document details a USDA proposal to renovate its sprawling but aging south building on Independence Avenue. USDA says it wants to consolidate its D.C. area staff into headquarters complex and the George Washington Carver Center in suburban Maryland. USDA official, FAO downplaying technology. Ted McKinney, USDA's Undersecretary for Trade and Agriculture Affairs, says the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization seems to be de-emphasizing technology, a major mistake in his view. McKinney said at the Chicago Council on Global Affairs Annual Food Security Conference in D.C. yesterday, if we stop educating about the value of technology as an option, something is going very, very wrong. After his talk, McKinney spoke briefly about the current U.S.-China trade talks. He said he couldn't second-guess President Trump's announcement that he plans to keep tariffs in place even if a trade deal is reached with China. McKinney said that with the exception of soybeans, trade flows continue to be robust in some areas. But 
It's the profitability and the margins we've got to bring around. U.S.-Brazil agreement leaves out ethanol tariff. The U.S. ethanol industry will have to keep up the fight to get Brazil to drop its tariff on the corn-based fuel now that Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has left Washington without addressing the trade barrier. Brazil levies a 20% tax on U.S. ethanol imports exceeding 600 million liter tariff rate quota. Although Brazil left the duty in place during the meeting on Tuesday, Bolsonaro and President Trump expressed new willingness to increase trade. U.S. Grains Council President and CEO Tom Slade expressed optimism to AgriPulse that the ethanol dispute could be resolved. He said there is still much in play regarding Brazil. The two industries continue to talk, but no news to share at this point. FDA pledges new ag water rule by 2022. Frank Yadis, FDA's uh, Deputy Commissioner of Foods, tells AgriPulse the agency is committed to finalizing by 2022 revised new safety standards for water used to irrigate or process fresh produce. The original standards were first issued in 2015 as a part of a larger produce safety rule, but the agency delayed enforcement of the water regulations until 2022. Now the FDA is rethinking them in light of concerns they are inadequate to prevent outbreaks such as those that rocked romaine lettuce growers in 2018. In a statement issued last week, the agency said the 2015 water rules need refinement or explanation. Yama says there will be a comment period on the draft revisions when they're ready. Some consumer advocates have called on FDA to issue an interim rule to impose new standards immediately. USDA allowing some one-year CSP extensions. Farmers with expiring conservation stewardship program contracts are being notified they can sign up for an additional year of payments. Eligible contract holders should get a letter from the National Resources Conservation Service by April 8th. First-time CSP contract holders used to be automatically eligible to sign up for an additional five years, but the expiration of the 2014 Farm Bill last fall left the expiring contracts in limbo, and then the new Farm Bill signed into law in December eliminated the automatic renewal option. Under the new law, CSP contract holders who want to extend their contracts will have to compete with other applicants. The upside for expiring contract holders? They could wind up with 11 years of CSP payments due to the special one-year extension now being offered, says Fred Hofner of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition. EPA advises industry on biostimulants. EPA has released draft guidance to help states and industry determine when plant biostimulants should be regulated as plant regulator pesticides. Plant biostimulants are relatively new, but have been growing in popularity. They contain naturally occurring substances and microbes that are used to stimulate plant growth, enhance resistance to plant pests, and reduce abiotic stress. Here's today's He Said It. An entire industry wins and loses together, and we've seen that with Romaine. That Frank Yannis, FDA's Deputy Commissioner for Foods, speaking to a gathering of lawyers on why he believes it's important for farmers and food companies to cooperate rather than compete on food safety. Last fall, FDA issued a nationwide alert for Romaine lettuce when the agency said it couldn't quickly identify the source of an E. coli outbreak. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.